Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun in Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast, the most insightful podcast that there is about Office Hours Live. I'm uh, joined by my brother Joe. I think I'm already fucked here, maybe, or is he just, he's just very still. Joe, how are you? I'm, st- I'm still. Okay. I'm, I, I, I'm here <laughs> okay. with you. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, things are well in your world? Things are okay. Had a pretty good evening last night. I saw David Cross. Really? Comedy special. Wow. Yes. Wait, where was this? In, in Loads Bob- of fun. It was uh, at uh, the Babeville, uh, where we saw Angel Olsen. See, 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 see. Yes. Funny? How's David Cross doing it these days? Is he rehashing the, old stuff, or is he bringing fresh, funny stuff? It's all the fresh, liberal, hot takes. Ah. He, goes, he goes to all those good spots and gets, gets in there. He gets, he gets in there, he gets all the good takes. That's very funny. That's fun, David Cross. He's he blends right into this world here. He's he's the he's the gateway drug from uh, from Mr. Show to to Tim Heidecker, basically. So so no Ox- Oscars for me this year. I no Oscars. You didn't watch the Oscars. You watched David Cross. Did he talk about the Oscars at all? No, no. Okay. Terrific. And we have a special guest today. We have a we have Michael Tucci from. Uh, mstucci at gmail.com email address <laughs> <laughs> he's everybody's favorite web designer uh he's he's a little busy these days so he's not gonna be able to stick around the whole time but he, he just wanted to say hello and give us his well wishes he, he's maybe not so caught up on all the office hour stuff right is that right tooch that's right i, I do behind wish well, i wish you well yeah no i'm mean, very behind um but glad to, glad to be here and hang out a little bit no problem. I think we're all we're all a little behind. I think um, I think all that there's a lot. I think that all that hard work we did for the offies, all that hard work we jammed in over those those couple weeks, and then like there was kind of a little grace period there where I was like, God, should we just should we just just retire after that? You know, <laughs> is, it, is this worth doing? That, that those kind of feelings are are crossing your mind. But I was uh, a little burnt out, and it didn't set bur- in until after, like a, like a week after. You uh-huh. know, I was riding riding a high of the offies, and then it's just. Yeah. Well, um, kind of crashed a bit. I understand. Well, speaking of the Oscars, I'll just get it out of the way up top. Um, if you're talking about the Oscars and you're talking about Office Hours and Tim Heidecker, you'd be uh, you'd be crazy not to mention uh, the On Cinema Oscar special. That this was the tenth year of this. If you can believe that, they've been doing it for ten motherfucking years. That's outrageous to think. That that, but that tells you how you know long they've been doing that show and how loyal those fans and the whole high network and all this shit that the people have been really following this stuff for ten years. And what's also crazy is that the it's it's very similar <laughs> as it has been for ten years. Like it's it's you know the, 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 you know these Oscar specials are are, are pretty like uh, you know they feel the same way that you know when I watch them like I'm. I don't know. There's like some surprises here or there, but I think I'm honestly kind of more surprised by how not surprised I am. You ever hear, you know what I mean? It's like, wow. Okay. This is, they're just, they're doing this and this is going to happen. And Mark Proch is going to do this. 
and there's going to be some fake movie stuff and there's going to be some like bits that are it's just like a kind of a disaster of a live show basically is what happens um but just to run through the themes of this one uh it starts a little different actually it started with tim if you've left off in the on cinema universe tim is like uh living with greg um and he's he's really kissing greg's ass and being super nice to greg and it starts with a Oscar specials is a dedication to the king of the king of cinema and the king of movies greg turkington the expert of the world and a whole song and dance about that and basically the uh the formula of the show is like Tim's being very nice to Greg and then eventually he turns on Greg, of course. Um, so yeah, you know, they had like this Amato Lotto thing that they just, you know, they do these things that are just painful, you know, like they have a Lotto that just, it's 10 numbers and it takes a really long time and they like crank up the audio of the Lotto machine so you can't hear the girl reading the numbers and it's just, it's just straight pain. Um, and, you know, so, you know, I, I don't know, I think I'm just like, uh, just a little out of the loop on the on cinema thing. Maybe, I, maybe I should listen to that other podcast and see what people are saying and see what like the, the contemporaries or just the people that are actually, uh, you know, Joe's yawning. So that, that's, that's kind of the, <laughs> yeah, but, well, that, that's, maybe, the, maybe, that's the, maybe leave the on cinema recap for that on cinema podcast. They apparently do a great job. So they do a great job. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, but maybe they'll give me some insight into, you know, into something, but my insight just from watching it is um is i can't believe they're still doing it i can't, I can't believe that they're, they're still doing this same thing and you know tim messes up greg's thing and drops cake all over his tapes and you know greg's mad about that and then tim starts to drink and he just tells him you know it's like beat for beat you know what i mean um so as proud as Tim is about these on, about these Oscar specials that every year he you know he's very he's very proud about all the work and listen it's like a three and a half hour live show it is an aggressive amount of work and there's a lot of moving parts for sure um, and you know you can really see like the difference in a planned live show and a live show that we cover every week um, <laughs> you know to say one is much more entertaining than the other for me it's kind of a stretch you know what i mean like i, I you know i might take just kate berlant bullshitting on the couch for an hour over you know sitting through you know these same similar jokes that we've been seeing for so many years um really beat for beat stuff mark proch almost dies or something at the end and there's a big skit and this year's theme was pinocchio and uh you know I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. <clears throat> I did give it the time and I'm I just actually, I watched the whole goddamn thing um, over, but it's, you know, kind of just had it on. Um, they take long breaks and you can kind of skip ahead uh, and get through it. But so that's the Oscar special. Um, really fun. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple episodes we want to talk about of office hours. Of course, um, I'm more familiar <laughs> with the most recent episode uh, with Kate Berlant. But Joe, I, I did not, can you believe this? I didn't have a chance to watch the Ken Marino episode. I like Ken Marino, but I saw some of the highlights, but I've just, I've been up to my ears and my own business. Um, but we wanted to check in and, and kind of talk to everybody. So Ken Marino, how was that up, Joe? You, you, you've seen everything, you've listened to everything. I listened to everything. I'm looking at some stuff right now. Um, it was a, more entertaining episode than 
we're not the episode not, 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 before not, that. No, no, but, we're not. Uh, about, we're not. We're skip. We're just pretending that one. <laughs> we're just going past that one. Okay, <laughs> I, good. Because I did listen to that one. My but. favorite. Um, that? This one was entertaining. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I like Ken Marino. Of course. Uh, there was rehashing of, you know, how Tim met Ken Marino and. You know, they did like a, a moment where they sang together. There was a musical guest that was pretty good. I think yeah. you would dig that. Uh, sure, I heard everybody loved the musical guest. There was a really second half of the show, long-winded Star Trek take that Tim did, like a countdown of his favorite movies in a row, and like hmm. it was long. And I'm not someone who loves Star Trek movies. I, I'll go out there and just say that. I'm okay. not a fan. Um, but listening to this you could be entertained i wasn't but you know other people probably are i think tim's favorite one was part two yep. which i guess i he's, agree with he said a lot of times that wrath of khan is his favorite he's talked about it. did he do any like i think that's the only one i've seen the most because it was on hbo a million times when we were young did he do the rest a, of them did, i can't did he do a, remember he, did he do like a movie recap know. kind of thing like an eyes yes he did. Kind of it was thing? it was just very long-winded sort of going through each one what was going on in them and mm -hmm. and like lots of like takes on well we asked for Star it, Trek. <laughs> I don't know if we did but <laughs> maybe we didn't know, ask for Star we Trek. Asked for, we asked well, for we movie. Asked for, yeah, we did. Specifically asked for more movie reviews. <laughs> well, we got them and uh, you know I hope was Ken Marino was Ken Marino still around for this or did he go? He was. He was okay. like he was around and there was a karaoke moment where they both sang um uh you know the bruce springsteen song together and that was pretty good that was entertaining uh they did a good job i thought yeah. but beyond that like as far as comedy goes it was just more like a, a regular interview with like catching up with a guy and he's promoting his new thing i mean they didn't really get into that party down is he much. promoting I think that's why he's around is because he's promoting it in different places, but he, they didn't really touch on that. They, they mostly mm -hmm. just rehashed old memories. Tim got into a, a little bit of a story about how they first met on Eastbound and Down and how mm. they didn't have huge parts in that show. So they only had like one line or two lines in the whole thing. And so they spent a lot of time just hanging out together, going fishing and playing cornhole together. And they were going to write a show about playing cord hole with celebrities and they had a whole thing that they talked about. And, uh, so, okay. you know, it, it was it hilarious at times, but, um, hilarious is a bit of a stretch, strong word. Like there was zooms and calls, just the same, sure. same as always. I, I guess if you like Ken Marino, you'd like the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I from the clips Tim, that I, you know, there was a funny we, like uh, him transforming when he was introduced thing that I thought that I saw that that made me laugh. I guess you know, Kenry seemed up for it. You know, I mean, he seemed up for the the energy seemed high. He's a good sport. He just goes right along with everything, and he has like he's quick and he can just add to everything. And you know, I like him. I, I was you know, it was entertaining because he was there. Um, I can't say too much else is very memorable at this point like i ha i would have to actually go back and like look because i don't remember what the <laughs> that's fine was we're not, you or... know we're we're not we're not going to be terribly insightful today we're going to just be in the surface we're going to skim along these episodes um 
I did watch last week's uh, because did you you want to say something else about this episode, Joe, about uh, Ken Marino? No, I, I just I was just going to say, like, I remember the the Doug Berthy episode a little bit better because it's more recent. Of course. Uh, so just a, just a couple yeah. th- just a couple days ago. Doug's birthday. I think it's Doug's 50th birthday. If I'm you know, I think they were alluding to that. They, nobody wanted to come out and say it. Uh, but yeah, I think Doug, I believe that's correct. I yeah. believe he can fly. Yeah, they finally did say it. Mm hmm. Uh, somebody said it, but uh, but what an episode we have! I, I, you know, might as well have been my birthday because Kate Berlant in the studio, um, just the love of my life. Just I'm I'm just madly in love with Kate Berlant. I want to marry her and uh, spend every minute of every day with Kate Berlant. Um, I actually started listening to her podcast because Tucci said, "Oh, my my wife listens to her podcast," so I looked it up. She has a podcast. It's a it's about like feminine wellness for the most part from what i gather yeah yeah <laughs> but i don't care my wife loves it she loves it yeah I, i'd imagine if you were you know i mean maybe, maybe it's not totally for me but i started putting it on and it's a very it's stupid silly thing i listened to like the first episode and then like the most recent episode and not much is different you know it's just they're just they're just chit-chatting but yeah so she was in studio um doug's birthday pauline Lucenhop, Offie award-winning Pauline Lucenhop in the studio, um, bringing a lot, having fun. Gary guest directing, so we had mom and dad there. How fun is that? And I, I just say we had a lot of fun. I think um, I think uh, people are having so much fun that um, sometimes the fun had to be brought down. You know, some somebody had to like say, "Okay, that's enough fun, guys. Stop, stop having fun. We gotta." Do something else now. I felt like the fun was kind of squashed a couple times. I don't know if you guys felt that, but there was, uh, you know, too many gifts or uh, too many jingles during this. Uh, you know, there, there was some, uh, you know, some stuff going on there that I that I noticed. But um, yeah, overall, a fun episode. Cape uh, Lance just a joy in there. I think their bit at the beginning. Some people were falling for that i guess I, i don't know maybe they were not familiar with uh comedy or <laughs> tim or <laughs> anything if, if anybody was falling for that you know it's like very stupid uh but you know they talked about that you know she stormed out uh, you know um so so but tucci you have not even heard this one because you're a berlant head too Yeah, I, ha- I have it. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, behind on three episodes. Well, um, I'd say you know I, w- I will listen. I will listen. You can start with before. start with this one. It's it's a good one. It's a special one. It's Doug's birthday. Well, happy go- birthday, Doug. I mean, he's you know you know happy happy birthday. I I think I tuned in for live the first like fifteen minutes of it, but um, no, I'll, I'll go back and listen to in order. Take notes. Work on the office spreadsheet. You know, I'll I'll, I'll do all the housekeeping. Um, What episode number are we at here? You know, ninety-eight. Us? Yeah. No, probably maybe maybe ninety-six, ninety-seven, something like oh, that. Oh, we gotta be ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Um, Joe, overall thoughts. Sorry about that. I'm hot today. Overall thoughts on the Kate Berlant-ness. You know, it it was entertaining because it was uh, a celebration of Doug and for Doug, and that's what really made me happy about it. I felt like Kate Berlant was fine, but she it wasn't like that bit was super fresh or overly funny. It, I felt like it was a little 
week actually and i don't know i didn't i expected maybe like maybe a little bit more but it was just a lot of catching up like friends you know check nature and it was fine it, it wasn't overly funny or anything special that i was aware of or thinking through like i was just like you know let's talk about let's talk to pauline some more you know let's talk to gary and they did eventually get in into the show more and like some of that was really silly and funny and it you know it led to some funny parts and um you know i it was a fine episode i i don't have too much more to say overall it was fine agree um yeah, like I think we're all, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, yeah, I think just doing this podcast in general, we are getting up to episode 100. And I think we, I think we're, we just are like thinking, I don't know, me personally, I'm just like thinking about all this too much now. It's like we're too close to the thing and it's, it's changing. You know what I mean? It's just changing a little bit. And, um, and I don't want to say that, you know, I don't, you know, I'm like just tired of analyzing it all. Um, but, the i'd say that the the city of the day um was very sweet it was so sweet tucci you're gonna love this city of the day it was uh vic and matt made a um what is it called uh what's what's the name of those mixtapes those like 90s uh this is now this freedom rock right it was like a this is what you call doug pound you know you, you know these now this now that's what you call rock or now yeah that's now that's also, what you call yeah, yeah so they did a now that's what you call Doug Pound and then they had like epic number fifty and then Vic and Matt like recorded a bunch of jingles for it like what and they like talked and they were like oh you know and it was just it was totally like Tim didn't even do it it was like Vic and Matt's thing and they were like let's listen to track number 35 and then they'd play a song that like Vic spent time writing, recording, singing. And it was like, duh, you know, one was called like dig Doug. He's like, I dig Doug, you know? And it was like, it's clever and good and like fun, like kind of ween style, like quirky little, you know, indie. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was so good. That all that oh, was really, really good. There was multiple songs, Vic playing multiple songs. You're like, Oh, now let's listen to track 19. And and Tim was not, he was hating on it. And it was like, Tim, he just was jealous. Like, <laughs> he was jealous. Maybe he was jealous. Well, Vic was singing songs like, uh, there was a Doug's, thing. Doug's the funniest of the three Trinity. Like he kept like saying how Doug's the funniest and the wittiest and the quickest. And Tim was carries like, all the shows. The, yeah. Carries all the shows, brings all this good stuff. And he's so great. And Tim was like, okay, enough. You know what I mean? And then, and then Matt, like, and there was like another thing, Matt did like a rap and Tim yeah. wouldn't even let it play. He cut it. He was like, no, nope, cut it stop. off before. It, and he's like, we worked so hard on that. And we didn't even hear it. <laughs> Doug's like, we got to release all those songs, you know? And I, it was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like, the, it's, that's like, that's just like how I feel about everything right now. It's just like, let him fucking do the thing, man. Why do you gotta, why do you gotta squash that, bro? Uh, so yeah, so Tucci, you should listen to that. I mean, definitely take a sniff of that. It was really nice and like, and it was just like kind too. It was just like they're just saying yeah. sweet things, like duh, you know, singing songs about how Doug's so great, and it's in front of his mom and Gary and Kate Berlant, and Tim's just like enough. 
<laughs> so, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to take it. I mean, again, Tim's this character, you know what I mean? And going back to the Oscar special, and we've talked about it before, where he, you can ride this line where he's like, all right, enough of this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, he can always fall back and say, guys, I'm just kidding. That's, that's me, you know, and I'm just busting balls. I do appreciate how much work they put into that little thing, but um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just rude, okay? <laughs> it's just fucking rude. <laughs> and uh, similarly, when like Doug's, mo- Doug's, Doug's mom is spotlight. Doug's mom is giving him, oh look at it, oh look at it, we got a baby in the house. Look at that, a pure Beauty. child. How old's that child? Looks like Tooch now. Tooch, I can see those eyes now. Yeah, almost nine months. Nine months. So you could have had another baby by now. Yep, one's on the way any day now. How many more babies are you going to have now after having one? Four, five? Five, 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 six. Five, six more? Perfect. So that baby's going <laughs> to bed. Right. So you saying, are you saying bye to us now, Tooch? Yeah, I, better, I, might, I can probably hop back on if you guys are still, still rolling. Yeah, we but. might be talking horror movies in a little bit. We're going to move into our own topics, okay? Pretty soon. There's not much more to say on these eps. And this is our fucking podcast, and we can talk about whatever the hell we want. So, um, you know, after we're finished, after I'm finished talking about how physically and emotionally attracted to Kate Berlant I am, uh, we'll we'll just we'll move on. So, good night, child. Sweet. <laughs> oh, look at that baby. Laugh. She smiled. Ciao. Buona sera. Okay. That was a nice visit. Nice visit from a baby. A nice, pure, kind visit. So, yeah, what happened in the rest of the episode? Um, kind of losing track about what's going on. Um, you know, there was uh, the little thing in the beginning with the, she was showing some pictures, some modeling yeah, pictures. Yeah, the bit. I talked about the bit and how if nobody understood that that was a bit, then they're idiots. Mm-hmm. Basically, she walked out. If you were listening, you might not have caught this, but she was like, all right, I've had enough. Like, fuck that. Like, you know, I don't want to talk about that, Tim. And she left. And, uh, you know, anybody that knows that them as comedians would know that they were just kidding around. But then they went on to talk about that bit and how they were so proud of that bit for a while. Um, Trying to think. They did something in the second half. Uh... (laughs) They sure did, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's all sort of. They did. Um, fading out. I think they had. Uh, they had more gifts. I mean, the gifts were funny from Pauline. I thought that was that was all pretty funny. Um, was there a musical cast? <laughs> no, right? They, I think uh, Kate. Picked up a guitar and was oh, playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was playing, Kate playing guitar. Uh, Stare to Heaven at one point. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. She picked up a guitar for a while. We humored her and let her try for a while. Mm-hmm. And they maybe took the guitar away at some point. Yeah. Um, so Doug got some funny gifts. He got some uh, joke book from Vic, right? Mm-hmm. The tasteless jokes. And then we got some... Of those jokes, yeah, we read some of those jokes. Pretty, pretty, pretty funny. 
pretty uh dark, you know, pretty dirty. You know? Yeah. Um let's, I was ready for it. Yeah, those like potty books are always fun. Um I'm trying to think what else they was there any more like Doug's we, birthday surprises or anything? We uh, had um Phil Braun and a game. Oh yes, this was very good. I now we're now we're talking. We had a great Phil segment. Um Phil did guess the hair. Uh and he actually like green screened himself in and did a nice job with that. Uh absolutely. Um, put a little, you know, always putting some production value in there. So very good. Uh, Doug's dad bought him some weird, speaking of the potty keyboard thing. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Uh, the potty, uh, potty piano, which is, you can play with your feet while you're on the toilet. So (laughs) it's an outrageous thing that who would have known that that existed. Um, then we had a guy, oh yeah, we had the Leon Bridges guy. There we go. Yeah, the Leon Russell biography. Leon Russell. Sorry, not Leon Bridges. Jesus Christ. Leon Russell. I'm a Leon Russell fan. I saw Leon Russell play live one time at Thursday at the Square. Were you there, Joe? I don't think so. It was really good. I remember that. It was really good. I didn't really know who he was back then. I was probably 20 years old, and he just crushed it. I think, you know, our parents were there, and it was just like, yeah, no, this guy's the best, and he was very good. Um. And uh, now I have all the his good vinyl from the seventies, eighties. Yeah, he's he's great. This book sounds cool. I, I, uh, Tim's uh, you know enthusiasm about the book made me interested. It's right up his alley, obviously, to to be reading a rock book like that. So that was cool. Um, Our parents, Paper, I think, gave us tips on on that. I think we knew about him, and he was sort of a deep cut. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pretty much got into that, right? True, that true. He... Yeah, that, that that's the kind of the whole story of him is that uh, Elton John Elton, and yeah, Elton John, uh, you know, wanted him to get his credit and get him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, et cetera, et cetera. Brought him on tour, made an album with him later in life. Um, and uh, yeah, Kate Perlant told a fun story about him, her, and John early on vacation at uh, at a resort in Jamaica. Oh, right. And uh, that was pretty funny to think about. Uh, that was good. Her and John early. Um, John, John being nervous and yeah, and she was like ready doing to, anything. Yeah, she was ready to fight, and yeah, that was all pretty funny, pretty entertaining. You know, it was just a, a solid app. Um, you know, Doug's dad Gary, very cute. Him directing and you know on the headset and. Doug, Doug's parents are just a treat and they, they can really hold their own Pauline, you know, I don't know how many moms could just sit in that chair and just kind of go. She, she finally did her spit bit, which she, uh, she told us on her offy acceptance speech that she had a spit bit coming. And, uh, you know, she, she said she was writing this book about 50 ways you can use your spit. And, uh, again, very clever, very funny, you know? Now that's what I call Doug Pound's mom. You know what I mean? That's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, great job. Great job. Really good. Fun episode. Uh, good guest, great energy. Um, and, uh, yeah. And they're going to take a week off because Tim's going 
on tour in the UK. And strangely, I'm going to get Greg. I'm going to be, yeah, yeah, we're going to get Greg in two weeks, but next week they're off. Um, Vic and Tim will be on the road. So we'll have a a Vicless and a Timless episode, I guess, in a couple weeks. I'll actually be in London when they're in London on March 23rd. I'm going to London for one day to go to an art show. And yeah, I I won't be going to their show. So, but I'll be there. So maybe I'll, I'll see them. Mm. Is that um, where you're, are you abroad right now? Uh, I'm at my house in, uh, in Sicily right now. Yes, I'm abroad. Um, I'll be here until the middle of April. And I'm in pre-production on a new short film. It's a horror short film. So I want to take a little minute with you, Joe, because I know you're a big horror guy these days. And just... You know, talk horror movies for just a little while here as we wrap up this episode. Um, I just watched Rosemary's Baby last night for the first time in a long time. Uh, And wow, what a great movie. I had not seen it in a long time. I didn't realize, I didn't remember how funny it was. Um, John Cassavetes, very funny and strange and... It's kind of like if you know if you know what's happening, you know if you know what happens in that movie, and you just watch it from the beginning and like know that the whole time that they're bad. It's like it makes it for a very fun, interesting watch. Yeah, I watched it uh, maybe a couple years ago recently. Like just threw it on and watched the whole thing through while I think I was working out or something. But yeah i was i hadn't remembered how it all went down and i was just loving it and thinking like this is a classic you know yeah sure. it's in that it's in that realm of you know not typical horror but um creepy and i mean what an ending and just what what like a you know i imagine for people seeing that for the first time in the 60s being you know pretty you know, taken aback by it all. And I, I you know, I, I kind of appreciate how they just treat it as, yeah, the witches are real and they kind of run shit and they're like, you know, rich and live in New York and like kind of, you know, can kind of do what they want. And um, yeah, the ending, I, I didn't remember exactly how it goes down in the end, but you know, it was like, yeah, everything she thought came true. And you know, Casavetes is like, yeah, you know, they promised me, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to be in Hollywood soon. Like, don't, you know, it's, so um that was very good um, you should watch to... uh the tenant um that's like a good follow-up feature to watch if you're like still in the roman polanski mood you know like that's a great movie and it sort of has that similar vibe of like you're not sure what's going on and it's like mysterious have you ever seen is, the tenant i don't think i've seen the tenant is it a is it a horror Seven, movie it's sort of like um it's like a liminal sort of has a weird psychological thriller. It's more like mysterious and not on the nose in any way. And you're just kind of like, you know, moving around in a weird place and with the main character and it's confused. He's confused and you're confused with him and Hmm. you're not sure what to think of any, anybody and you're very suspicious and like, it's kind of really off the wall and crazy, but it it feels like if you watch that right after you watch Rosemary's baby, they kind of like live together in a similar vibe. Hmm. It's, I I would recommend that. 
Okay. Uh, I, I, and I also recently watched The Baba Duke again. Uh, uh, which I haven't, I haven't watched that in years. I watched it when it came out and I loved it. And then I watched it again. And it, unfortunately, it really is like one of those ones that when you see it that first time, is like kind of like really great and then it's not it's not so great it's not as like definitely just not as scary or like affecting to me the second time around unfortunately there's different things to look at and see i I would guess that you're looking at different things because you know what to it's kind of like the success six sense effect right you know i guess yeah yeah i guess i I guess i I, knowing what was going to happen again at the end and how it was going to turn out affected me and I just, I just remember being thinking it was very scary the first time I saw it. Like, wow, this is actually a really scary movie. And I didn't think it was as scary uh, the second time, obviously, because I knew it was coming and whatnot, and that happens. But um, I'm always... What's, what I remember about it is being scared also, but by the end of it, it all just not being scary anymore because you, you knew what it was going on. And so it, it, within the watch, you, you were less scared by it, you know? Uh-huh. I had a similar thing with The Witch. The uh, the oh, I uh, love The Witch. Did you watch it twice though? No, actually, I didn't. But <laughs> I what what happened was recently I was listening to a, a podcast, and it's it's a strange podcast. It, the basis of the podcast is a a bunch of scared people are afraid to watch horror movies, and so they have somebody who has seen it retell like people that are afraid to watch the horror movie like so you get this weird perspective of people remembering how they watched the movie and then just mm-hmm. spilling the beans and spoiling the whole movie for people that are like much too afraid to watch it so i listened to that because i had already seen it i already knew what was up I, it was a fun sort of re revisiting of it in that way of just somebody telling you the whole plot sure and all the things that happen and it, it was like oh i need to rewatch that now even after hearing someone explain the whole thing so yeah yeah <clears throat> same same thing with me the, the when i first watched it i was like just so impressed with how original and strange it was and then when you watch it again and you kind of know where it's going and you, you kind of know what it's doing and you know like the kind of that it's like kind of small and weird and again i just i didn't love it as much I, I, like i kind of lost points for me second time through um unfortunately like the way it wraps up i was like huh Okay, um, but still, very I like cool. the ending of that movie. I think it's really fucked up, and I think throughout it's pretty fucked up. There's some real gory, bloody baby death. And oh yeah, the beginning has that awful witch. You know, I yeah, heard that's somebody just fucking weird. They badass. make yeah, they smash up that baby, make baby guacamole, and then rub it all over the body, and then go flying. So that's kind of you know they use the baby juice as a flying powder. Spoiler, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fu- it's really fucked up. I feel feel like I haven't seen it in a while. I would want to rewatch it at some point, but I feel like there's so many things I haven't seen that it it, it was always hard to go back and rewatch something you've already seen. Yeah, I'm trying to get inspiration for a lot of. Uh, I'm trying to get technical inspiration for lighting and uh, some 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 camera work and just seeing how people are building the tension with the camera and, and stuff like that. So I'm really doing some close watches of these movies uh, as far you know just how the sound and editing and everything is working together and because I'm getting into that right now myself and it's a fascinating world of uh, of trying to write and. 
currently have, I currently have for the first time full storyboards in a 3d environment with lighting. And, uh, we're basically doing a very cheap version of what a lot of major movies do now where they like fucking Marvel movies and stuff. They basically do like a 3d animated version of the movie first, and then they go and just kind of film that. I obviously can't do that, but me and the cinematographer are doing just like stills in a 3D world where we've built the location, a 3D model of it, and we can put little models of the characters, and we could put a a 3D camera in there and put lights in there, and we could basically, in a couple days, I'll have a whole edit of the movie done with stills and with dialogue, but I'm going to have the actors read the dialogue, and I'll be able to... Then when I get on set, we will have the timing and every single shot done already, which is amazing. So I'm already seeing it come to life, and it's a very – I'm very excited. I don't know how I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do a movie not like this again because basically I'm – the last few days I've been directing the movie via these – via this 3D program where I'm like, oh, okay, cool, put the camera down here. Okay, we can do a dolly move. Like it's amazing what you can do now, and it's like some cool software that – my cinematographer has and so you know so i'm you know i'm watching these movies you know i'm starting to watch a little lynch i you know i threw on lost highway the other day because i definitely want some lynch that's another liminal movie a liminal horror movie that's like a big one that's referenced for being that like the space around or inland empire is like you know this real mysterious open like cosmic horror craziness, you know? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Inland Empire. I don't think since we saw it at the movie theater so many years back, but um, yeah, I mean, Lost Highway is such a bizarro fucking movie. Um, I haven't seen Blake it. just passed away the mm. other day. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get, and I, wa- I watch a little fire walk with me and, uh, I'm trying to see like what I can implement in my own film from Lynch without, you know, you can kind of just say like, let's do this scene a little Lynchy, which is basically like, let's just do it kind of slow and like a little awkward and use like louder sound effects and like, well, like if you dip into some of that vacant, like space, like Kubrick does it and the shining mm -hmm. quite a bit. So you, and uh, I feel like Lynch has tapped into that with a lot of his films. And, you know, there are, I love mm-hmm. the movies that have that mood, that atmosphere, that tone. That's really hard to capture. But like when you have it, you just know it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a, sh- so my film's a short film. So it's really hard to get that, that, that mood and tone in a short film. Like I kind of have to get through it. You know, I, I don't have so much time to just chill. Um, which Lynch obviously does in his movies where there's just these well, like long scenes, but he does make shorts also. That of course, of he course. Does, he's, he's able to capture some of that, those dreadful mm-hmm. long take moments, like staying with a thing, you know, mm-hmm. some things just feel long because he, you know, yeah. he's just staying with a weird fucking monkey or something or yeah, weird shot. The Shining is so, my main inspiration. It's my favorite horror movie as I've said before, and, and maybe just just straight up one of my favorite movies that affected me very much when I was a kid, and I watched that again. That always holds up just so well. It's a, a perfect performance. Um, I think it's I'm, one of the Lynch's favorites also. 
I'm trying to get my actor, uh, my friend Francesco, uh, who will be playing this role to like, I'm like, it's a lot to ask for you to <laughs> tap into your inner uh, Jack Nicholson, but um, I am taking some, I am taking some very specific uh, kind of Easter eggs and, and some fun from The Shining. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'm looking for a couple, yeah, like I even Googled, like, what are other movies that are like The Shining? <laughs> it's very funny because you you don't get too much. But I know you've talked to me about this cosmic horror, this psychological horror. If you had to give me a couple movies that you think might be helpful to me, whether they're long or short or anything, I would love a couple wrecks from you and Tucci, who's now arrived back. Yeah. Um, it's hard because it is like it on its own is like being a very different thing it, you know it as you know famously kubrick did not like stephen king or his book or his story at all and completely mm -hmm. changed it all into his own thing and his own thing is his take on horror and what makes it really scary is the hotel is just so creepy and open and you know you got these characters in this big box of like unknown like vacantness and creepiness like it it's just it is all about the tone but then it's also about a family of you know you can read into what's going on with the characters there's a lot of deep psychological family events going on in that movie and alcoholism it, and yeah yeah it's it's real troublesome and like you, you would think that the jack nicholson's character is abusing his son and he's you know injured his son like there's just a lot of abuse going on there's in a lot household. of there's a lot and, of you can there's a lot of like I, I think you can like empathize with each character a little bit like you can definitely i think you know who's you know who i think is terribly you know even famously kind of like had problems with that movie was shelly duvall who i think is incredible in that movie just Without her, that movie does not exist. Like it does not work. It doesn't exist. Like her insane screaming and her, her she plays the subtle, like scared wife halfway through that movie so incredibly well. Like where she's, she's very just, convincing. I, yeah, where she's just the scared person you know, he, that was. He's like, you know, even, you know, why don't you just start right now and get the fuck out of here? And the look that she has to give when he is like clearly at his tipping point, and he's like, when you hear me on my keys. When you hear me doing anything fucking in here, you know I'm in here. I'm working. <laughs> if I'm working, and, and it's just a shot of her reaction to like him freaking out, and it's honestly, I'm like, I mean, obviously Nicholson's lines and Nicholson's performance is unbelievable, but to then have the shot after that be you and be like, oh fuck, how do I like take that? She just does an amazing job, and I'm sure it wasn't hard to tap in because it was probably very scary. But they don't have two cameras going like they don't have two cameras going at the same time it's not happening live like they do his take and then they turn the camera on it's like okay shelly you're reacting to what jack wilson just did famously she had to do hundreds of takes of every shot and she was put through the ringer and she was having a nervous breakdown yeah yeah For, famously kubrick i think because of the stress yeah. of of being put through it and, yeah, and I uh, think that I think they said Kubrick was purposefully doing that to stress her out so that she would be cry, like on the verge of losing her mind. Yeah, so that it was easy it, for her to just like be like, ah, you know. It's it's a red flag for sure for 
the business of filmmaking and Kubrick will forever be known as the director that did that and but then got those performances and you know Shelley Duvall was great in lots of other movies but that's you know going to be seen as her oh best role probably I mean, forever when she's, when she's like walking away when he's like he's starting to come at her and she's like I just I just want to go to, to I just want to go to my room you know and it's like oh my god like and he's like, I'm going to bash your fucking brains. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, whew, what a, what a performance, um, by everybody in that film. I mean, it's just head to toe. Amazing. Uh, another thing I've been getting into, I don't know if you've ever done this show. Have you ever gone back and watched, uh, 1922's Haxen, the Swedish silent film about witchcraft? I haven't seen it. No. Witchcraft Through the Ages, 1922. It's a Criterion Collection silent film from 1922. And I tell you what, this movie's better than 90% of horror movies that have come out in the past 100 years. It's insane, this movie. Uh, it's like kind of treated sort of like a documentary about witches, but then it like goes into like, and it's a silent film. It has like the titles in between, and mm-hmm. but it's crazy. It's like talking about witches like they're real. And then it'll just say, okay, and now let's, let's take a look at what the witches are doing at home. And then it like, we'll have a scene creepy ass fucking dark, weirdly like just cause the technology, like it just looks fucked up because it's fucked up. But it's like these witches like cooking human bones and like, it's fucking amazing. Like, so yeah, this, there's silent era movies that were pre-code and they could get away with a lot more and they took, you know, lots of risks I just had watched that Babylon, so I was like checking out what the other pre-code movies that are on Criterion exist, and there's a whole like um, little thing that they put out recently that has like a handful of like interesting movies from 1931 to 1934 that are just like real racy, like interesting Mm -hmm. pre-code stuff, and uh, if you have Criterion, I would go there and check some of those out. Well, I just... Go ahead. I've heard of some of those, but I've never seen any of them. So I'm like really. Well, Robert, Robert Eggers, I read an interview after he did the witch and people were asking him and Hoxon was a big one for him. And I was like, Oh, and I looked it up. It's like, Oh, it's on criterion. So I watched it and I was like, just like every night I was putting it on and just like putting me in this creepy warm place. It's just an amazing, like late at night movie. I also rewatched metropolis for the first time since like film school. I don't know if you've watched metropolis anytime recently. I did. I watched it. Uh, last year at some point I threw it on. So good. So watching some of it, but I didn't finish it. I just kind of threw it on and and watched some of it. Well, that's being made into a TV series, right? I don't know. Is it? Is yeah, it, yeah. Ruining- I think it's um. What's that? They're they're just ruining everything by doing a Metropolis. Well, no, no, based, no, based, based on no. It's Sam Esmail's doing it. The Mister Mister Robot oh, guy. Oh, so and I think it could be pretty good. Okay, like, like, I think that's a good fit. I think that's a good fit. Don't remake Metropolis. Oh, it's being made into a series. It. Into a series. Fuck off. I really, I, I saw a tons of David Lynch influence there. I wonder if he's a... Oh, Metropolis. yeah. Um, I don't know. Season three, for yeah. sure. Metropolis I, I, influence. Well, he was in film school, so he definitely saw it. Yeah, I mean, I was in film school and I like didn't remember shit, but I was just like into silent movies. I was like, oh, I'm gonna check out Metropolis, and I'm 
we were talking about for our cinematography, like, oh, let's go super wide expressionist like style shooting. And we were just fucking around for a little while and talking about this German expressionism. Now, I don't think we're really going to go that route, actually, now that we've storyboarded. But there was like a couple weeks, some weeks back where I was like just crushing silent films. And I was like, for a minute, I was like, should I make a silent film? And then, of course, I did a little research and fucking all these horror boys, Robert Eggers, all these fucking guys, they all did this shit. They all made short films like Hansel and Gretel's silent film, old style with the titles. And like a lot of their like first shorts were like silent film horror movies. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess everybody's already Christopher Nolan did that. that one. I don't know if it was silent, but it was sort of like uh, had that vibe. Was yeah, it his first like one? Following or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm looking for a couple wrecks, you know, maybe something off the beaten path, something you've seen recently. I don't know, man. Um, in the meantime, think about that just for a minute. The Oscars was last night. Did I, did you guys see everything everywhere all at once? I did. Tooch. I did not. It's on my short list on my short list. I'd like to see it. What do you guys think? I mean, I was not into it for like the first 20 minutes. I was like, oh, God, I can't do this kung fu bullshit. And then then it clicked and it started working for me. And I really did enjoy it. And I did. I was really impressed with what the filmmakers did. I'm shocked that the whole world is into it and that the Oscars is embracing it. Um, Good for those guys. You know, they did Swiss Army Man and that movie. That's it. And music videos. And they won every fucking Oscar last night, like every single one, basically. Uh, you know, it's, it's insane. So not that that even matters. Like, you know, as we all know, award shows are bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, I, I was just curious everybody's thoughts on it because it's, I'm I more of a, it. I thought it was, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. It was like really ambitious and uh, profound in many ways. And I can see why people love the shit out of it. But I didn't see a whole lot of the other movies. I think... The the only other movie I saw was the Banshees of Isherin, and I really liked that. I yeah, I love that. That. Was, that was my favorite movie to, that I've seen of the new movies. I liked it more than and then, but I know why people are going nuts over this movie because it's really ambitious and like profound and creative and a great idea and like giving you know new faces and a chance to shine and it, it's it is great. It's a great movie yeah i think the um yeah i think some of the uh like the main themes about like you know just you're like a you know i I don't know like all the characters are like just at a weird point in their lives where like they're kind of unhappy but then realize you know you're healthy and you're alive so you should just be happy like don't you know like don't overthink it like just be happy with your husband just be happy with your daughter just be you know just you're lucky to be alive. You're breathing. You're like on earth, you know? So like just, you know, some of that stuff, I like that stuff. Like I am just a hippie kind of dork for that kind of stuff. And some of the weird ass, like Jamie Lee Curtis, hot dog finger stuff. Um, it was great. It was really interesting. I, I was shocked. I mean, I think some of the performances of other actors I thought were in my opinion, I just thought were hit me way harder. I thought the Banshees actors were just, you know, so good. I mean, I thought that movie was just a perfectly performed film and, uh, you know, 
I actually didn't think that Brendan Gleeson, I, I actually didn't love Brendan Gleeson's performance, but I thought Colin Farrell and the other little boy and the girl were unbelievably good. They, that movie did not win one Oscar. If you can believe that. Um, I thought the story was really good and the acting was great. So, uh, you know, it was, yeah, it was beautiful the time it, we're living in right now. Beautiful. And I, I, yeah, I appreciate like a small, like just a smaller thing like that. It's just more my cup of tea, but it couldn't be more different. Like that, that, this is, I will agree. That's why these award shows are kind of dumb. Those two movies against each other is just stupid. It's just like, doesn't, they shouldn't go against each other. Like they couldn't be more different, but also couldn't both be so good. So like, I didn't see uh, Top Gun. <laughs> I didn't, oh. There was a. I didn't see uh, all the only on Western. For, uh, <laughs> Western Front. I didn't I liked see. It. I liked it. Yeah, I like Top Gun. I, I saw All Quiet on the Western Front recently. It's brutal. It's painful. It's a trench movie. World War One, like just awful, awful. I read the book, but I haven't watched. As a it. child, yeah, or maybe uh, or recently. I don't know, but yeah, it's like a. That's like usually a college read or a high school read, maybe. Um. But yeah, no, it's uh, cinematography and everything in that movie is amazing. It won best cinematography. Um, it beat out my boy Roger Deakins. Um, but anything, Joe, you're the big shutter guy. You're the horror guy. Uh, give me something. Give me something. I got a couple weeks here. I've gotten into that Jalo. You guys recommended that Jalo stuff, so I've I've gone down that route a little bit. It's not really well, that's good, just because you're like into you're living in italy and you don't know about giallo see kind of a shame certo certo sicuramente but i am there's there's american uh filmmakers that did their own giallo movies that are fun to watch too you know he you know Mm -hmm. it was being copied by americans too um yeah those giallo movies are not really horror movies they're they're kind of you know there's some like horror elements but they're you know they're not terribly inspiring but I, i'm happy to have gotten into they're, that stuff they're not the same thing as what you sound like you want to make it's what you want to make is something you know like masterfully <laughs> you're, no, you're, no, you're, no 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 some like real ambitious no um, no listen i'm just i just it doesn't matter like most people who are making horror movies will say they're inspired by the shining and you know, I'm not, I'm just not going to be different. That's just actually true for me, but um, I'm not doing anything insane, dude. I, we don't have we're, our movies, like a no budget movie. Basically it's like, we have z- like zero money. We have just basic equipment. We have some nice lenses and we have a dolly and you know, we're going to do our best. It's two people in the movie. You know, it's just two actors, yeah. one location. Um, I'd say you're on the right track with looking into Lynch and rewatching and revisiting some of that. I feel like that's a great place to go if you're looking for that sort of horror. I just want a little taste of that because what I'm, what I'm, what I wrote and what is happening, what that I'm seeing is like, oh, I'm a little too. I think my the way it's falling falling out in front of me is a little too just straight up, you know, modern horror. Um, which I, you know, I would prefer for it to be a little more interesting, I guess, just like a little more, I just want that creepiness, you know, that like, that like inexplicable, uncomfortable, kind of cringy, you know, kind of feeling stuff, uh, that that's kind of hard to grab, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, where I think pretty much pretty straight horror movies these days, like just like straight up horror slasher or whatever gore movies, 
uh, what I, Oh, you know what else? You know what else I watched? Which I wasn't, which I wasn't that impressed with, but I thought I would like more was Ty West's, um, a devil or the house of the devil. Hmm. Did you see Actually, that one? I no, I saw X and Pearl, but I didn't see that. How's the, it was like from 2009. I think it's, it's his breakout one. And, um, you know, so I don't know if it's about a girl who like basically babysits this house and, you know, it goes to hell at the end, but it's like super slow. And I don't know. I was just like, and he shot it like it's, you know, like an eighties movie, but it was from 2009, but it like looks like an old eighties film and like has eighties stuff in it. And maybe 15 years ago when it was made, that was like super clever, you know, like, Ooh, cool. Eighties. Now, now obviously with stranger things and everything else in the world doing that, like it didn't affect me at all as like being super original. Maybe at the time it really was. And I think maybe that is, you know, why it won so many points. Uh, did you check out that movie Possession that I told you to watch? Possession. I did start watching Possession. Um, did you watch? You should watch his other. His last movie was called Cosmos. That movie's fucking. You're the one crazy. that told me to watch Possession. Possession's fucking the most insanely outrageous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, like just absolutely batshit fucking crazy Sam Neill. Like, I yeah, don't know, amazing. I don't know what the hell is going on. It was like, did you finish it? No. Did you see the whole thing? I did not. I did not. I'll, I'm not going to lie. I did not see the whole thing. Did you see any of, uh, of what? Okay. Well, how much did you watch? Like a half hour, an hour? Two no, hours? no. A like, good hour and 20 maybe. I got to when it started to start to, to get like gory and crazy and like closets of did you see the subway scene? The subway scene. The actress being being possessed? Did you see that scene? No. <laughs> if you've seen that scene, well, <laughs> you would have said yeah. yes by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You haven't seen this movie enough. You have to see more of it. <laughs> it was hard, bro. It was very. You gotta watch it right to the end. Actually, I think you'll love it. Like by the time, it's such a good, fun movie. So you yeah, gotta, go, you gotta yeah, go deeper. It's an aggressive, aggressive film. I had it up on my projector, and I, I was watching it, and I was like, "This movie is so funny, it's so crazy. It made me laugh a lot." What about well, Barbarian? I saw Barbarian. I think Barbarian's like the exact, like it's just the example of a modern horror movie. Very modern, yeah. Little comedy, you know, don't know where it's bit, going. Yeah. Um, Justin Long, you know, that, that whole situation. Uh, <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, Drag Me to Hell, that's a good one with Justin Long. I would Drag Me to Hell, is that? That's a, a, a Raimi. I saw it. That's a Back fun one. Also from 2009, yeah, that was a, yeah, I remember seeing Drag Me to Hell. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I like all kinds of different horror, and, like, I, I've been, me and Naya lately have been watching, we've been going to the library and renting, like, whatever 80s movies we can find on Blu-ray, and I we've been watching this, we watched this one called Deadly Friend, and it's fucking outrageous and it's it's so crazy 
and there's like a the menu to the Blu-ray is just the song that goes BB 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 BB, and it's it's like I feel like it's got to be where Paul the guys a genius from Star, a genius the guy from Star Wars like must have seen this fucking movie and is like I got to make a little robot that looks like the robot from the new Star Wars movie and it's like looks exactly like this little robot and BB-8 BB-8 it looks like it oh this is a Wes Craven yeah it's like it's so funny and so So, crazy the the robot looks like BB-8 and and the menu says BB yeah the the menu the menu is just like it's going BB 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 and so me and my wife have been saying BB to each other non-stop for about a week and a half since that's, we've seen this awesome. movie it's a great watch uh what we watched this other movie from like 86 seems like the great year of like crazy horror movies that just came out there was a movie called um party killer we watched that a couple days ago and that was so absurd and it had theme music that was like get stuck in your head it was like um very generic but like bad and like good at the same time like oh boy and i don't know it, it you watch at 80s movies and you see these faces you're like i recognize all these people but they're they got their own movie you know like crazy so i've been on sort of like easy sort of cheesy things lately but i totally say go ahead and watch these movies because they're fun and they're all right i'll give it a try I'll, i just found they're, they're not they're definitely killer. not serious business like you know I, they're not like possession you know possession is like the real deal art house horror sure so that guy makes other movies zelowski yeah um his last movie i have on i i have the i own the blu-ray of it it's called cosmos and that movie is a wild ride of craziness. Cosmos. Yeah. It's from it's it was his last movie and then he passed away. So that's why it's his last movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, Cosmos. You like it's good. It's lots of it's loads of fun if you like sort of like offbeat weird stuff, you know. Um sure yeah i I do totally that it totally is that but it's also bizarre and it's you know goofy in ways like it it feels like you know some of these dutch movies we used to watch with mods in them Mm -hmm. just flickering lights remember that movie of course or green butcher like Mm -hmm. it has that sort of like weird european vibe you know that other americans don't really capture okay Cosmos so. sounds familiar. Maybe there was like a newer movie called Cosmos or something. But I will check out this guy's Cosmos. I'd say go only back to possession first and foremost and finish watching that and then make your movie. Okay. All right, fine. I know what, listen, I've skimmed through a lot of possession because I was like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? I, you know, it was just, I couldn't remember who recommended Cosmo or possession to me. I was like, did I hear about this on a podcast? Who somebody told me about this? I was like, this movie is fucking outrageous. Yeah, it's out on a lot of streaming programs or streaming uh, 
it's eligible to be watched for the, like the first time ever and so i went and bought like a bootleg version of it on amazon a few years ago and i was like i ha i had to pay 50 dollars just to get this movie but now it's just out for free for everyone so i'd say while it's out there go ahead and watch it because it's it's great and uh i feel like uh it would be inspirational to somebody who wants to make something cool and unique just capturing that tone and that sort of ambitious quality okay i will and, finish it and uh you know you like shelly duvall's performance well you'll love the the actress uh she she's amazing in this movie she's very hot too it's probably a <laughs> superior performance to shelly duvall okay okay uh yeah violent okay uh very good well that's gonna do it for this episode of we like having fun uh thanks everybody for tuning in for horror day on on we like having fun if you have any horror recommendations for somebody making a short horror film or if you have any short horror films that you really like send them over to uh w uh what w pod on twitter and uh, I would love that. MSTUCCI at gmail.com. Yeah, MSTUCCI, MSTUCCI at gmail.com is Michael Tucci's email address. You can email him anything, questions. Uh, <laughs> Why do you give out my email? <laughs> my email. <laughs> His phone number is, uh, uh, no, but MikeTucci.com. You can get some graphic design work. He does the best work I've ever seen. When it comes to graphic, we've done some great work together recently. Oh my god, what great work we're doing together! We got years of stuff going on. We got years together, pal. Just you know, long after this podcast is over, we're still we're still gonna be doing graphic designs. Uh, JosephAllenArt.com, JosephAllenArt on Instagram. Always some great new pieces. Go ahead, Joe. I rewatched uh, Demons this weekend. You ever seen? Oh, we're talking movies. <laughs> Joe's back. Roberto. <laughs> It's a great classic. That's a, a fun watch. Go ahead and everyone. Demons watch. is a movie. I, I watched that on Saturday. It was great. Well, who watch. made that? What year is that? What year is that? I don't know. Shit. Just to, you Google demons, you get into trouble out there, you know? 1985? Um, yeah, Lomberto like Bava? Yeah, Lomberto Bava. Oh, Demoni. Yeah. Okay, produced by Dario Argento. Came out in '86, so I've been on the '86 track lately. I love '86. Dario Argento, so it's another Italian. The Jallo boy. It's a late Jallo, seems like. Yeah, very good. It's crossing over into a new territory, demons, and it's loads of fun, and uh, I recommend it as my final send-off of a great horror classic. A horror classic called Demons. Uh, a group of guests who are granted a free lunch in the form of screening of a horror film that brings naturalism to life. I can recommend Star Trek Picard Season 3 on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, so, so with oh, Tim. thank you. Fuck Star Trek 3, or fuck Star Trek Picard Season 3. Fuck that real good. I actually like Star Trek One, the movie, the first Star Trek, the motion well, picture. I love it. It's if you like the Wrath, of, if you like Wrath of Khan, I nah, think that's I'm, where season three is going. Maybe. So you might want to tune in. Don't I don't care. even like remember any of it, but I remember the part where the guy has something in his ear. Right? There's a, a scene with an ear. Don't a lot know. of ears in the Wrath of Khan. 
uh, uh, motion picture works. The motion picture was like heavily influenced by 2001 A Space Odyssey. They like straight up tried to rip it off. Go watch the first 20 minutes of Star Trek The Motion Picture. It's just Star Trek music and like shots of the Enterprise like from underneath real slow. It's like fucking sweet. It's like I think it's space porn is very good. Um, well, that's going to do it. Guys, stay tuned for a new horror film coming your way later this summer. And uh, many more episodes of We Like Having Fun this year. We're going to do three or four more episodes this year and uh, get to episode 100. Uh, you know, So have fun listening to good old Office Hours Live. It's a great program. It happens every week. Sometimes they take weeks off. This week they will be taking a week off, so you can fill in that gap with this episode right here. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Have a great week. Hasta la vista. Bye. Bye-bye, everyone.